who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested, and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android, or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Wander with us into a world of magic. Do you lack magic? Where old stories take on a new life and the world is teeming with possibilities. Well, for the last time, we're not kissing, Fritz. Join Jenny and Madeline in this fantastical audio drama as they journey into the stories you grew up with. Okay, Gown, let's do this. And reinvent fairy tales with a feminist twist. Ready for your next adventure? Then we'll see you soon in the forest of feminist fairy tales. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. It's The Firm. We're back together. Me, Simon Cardi. Dale Driver. Hello. Joe Scrabbles. Hello. I feel like it's been a long time since we've done one together. I think so too. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Do you remember yeah. when it was oh. just us forever? <laughs> yeah, people must have been bored of that. It was like three months where it was just us. How yeah. did we even get through that? What did we even talk well, about? Well, it's not... Football Manager, that's what we spoke about. <laughs> we did do a lot of Football Manager. Um, thankfully, you can hear that we sound a lot better today, which is uh, good, because last week must have been horrible to listen to, and again, I apologise. Um, this week, I'm excited because we're doing another one of our Builder Game Workshops, because mm. A, there's not a lot to talk about this week, and B, I just think they're very fun and I want to do them. So uh, we're going to be doing that, and it's... A twist this time, it's tied to a specific year. But we'll get on to that in a bit, because first we've got a couple of films to talk about that we've seen. First up, Joe, you've uh, you've been seeing some Beasts. Yes, Fantastic Beasts 3, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Is it uh, the third one of these? Yeah, baby! I thought there'd been two. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> what I'll say is it's not as bad. As the last one. Okay. <laughs> That's my really I did not watch the last one. Oh my god. I So I hadn't seen two before this. Um, but uh, I knew I was seeing this the third one, so I thought, okay, I'll catch up. And I didn't mind the first one too much. I thought it was kind of... It was kind of throwaway it, fun. The second yeah. one is like one of the most incoherently written blockbuster movies I've seen for a very long time. Like a lot of things in that appear to make absolutely no sense and it's one of those ones mm-hmm. where you're like have i f- did i fall asleep during a bit of this and miss some like crucial exposition and i will say that secrets of dumbledore does not have this issue it is quite straightforward um 
but it's also really boring quite a lot of the time. Um, yeah. Really, what I don't understand about these films is Fantastic Beasts somewhere to find them uh, is a book in the Harry Potter universe about which was written by a nice man who went around and found cool uh, animals and, um, you know, documented them, right? The first one kind of did a bit of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They've given up on that idea completely, but to the point where, like, he's already written the fucking book before any of this started. So you're like, Jesus. so this is weird. Like, it's odd that he, like the book is out there and people in the world are talking to him like, oh, I love your book. It's like, why don't, why don't we fucking watch the thing where he was writing the cool book? Why wasn't, like, I don't understand why this series isn't just, like, magical Indiana Jones. Uh, mm. Like... Like, nervous little Englishman goes around the wilderness and finds, like, cool monsters. Oh, that would be so... trembly Redmayne at it again. Yeah. You know, I, I had this weird thing about Eddie Redmayne where he's just, yeah, he's just trembly wherever he goes. It's like, oh, 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 mm. oh no, it's a, it's a talking plant again. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, are there actually many beasts in it? No, I Do mean, they, this is, is the all thing. About it Gumball? feels like the beasts are an absolute imposition on what they actually want to do. Because <laughs> the problem with this film in particular is, like, it's a massive, like, metaphor for, like, how Trump got elected. And I'm like, what? It's great that that's <laughs> a thing. I'm glad we're educating kids. I'm just not sure the Harry Potter spinoff is the place to do it. Like, I don't no. think it's, like, a good lesson in the dangers of populism. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. like, is Mass Mickelson at least enjoyable? Mass Mickelson always enjoyable. Well, let me say, Mass Mickelson is a distinct improvement on Johnny Depp. Um, who, like, if you don't know, they play mm-hmm. the same character. Um, Johnny Depp got booted after the second film, and there's no... I'm really glad there's no bullshit about, like, Grindelwald's magically changed his face. Mm. Like, there's none of that. It's just, yeah. like, he never existed. This is a different guy playing the same role. Leave it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, Matt Mickelson is just good at that. And there's, uh, like, I think the best moments of this tend to be Matt Mickelson having some sort of fraught encounter with uh, Jude Law's Dumbledore. Because this is the first time they've ever explicitly made clear that Dumbledore was gay and had a relationship with Grindelwald. Mm-hmm. And like that stuff kind of works. Like, they're two good actors kind of doing some proper acting and occasionally shooting spells at each other. And that stuff's good. It's just such a weird series. Like, I don't know who it was made for. I don't... Mm. I don't. It feels like two separate impulses at once where it's like, we've got to do spin-offs and they've got to be fun. But also we want to do like this big fucking lore dump for the mm-hmm. Harry Potter universe. Well, they really are just making up as they go along. I think so they made that first one. And then I remember thinking, oh, that's a cool spin-off. And then they're like, and we're doing another seven or no, something. Five. Like, yeah, they planned five movies. Uh, yeah. the, but now after this one, they're like, oh, we might not do any more. The newest reports, <laughs> the newest reports are like they are waiting to see whether they, people want to watch this. Um, mm. I would be, I wouldn't be surprised if there were more. But I wouldn't be oh, it's not guaranteed surprised to make money, them. isn't it? Yeah, is but it? They, like, but then like, no matter how many wrongans are involved in these films but, from top to bottom, I mean, there's a lot of wrongans <laughs> in these films. Um, but they, the the interesting thing is they've dropped. I think between the first and second one, it lost like, I think I think they made like eight hundred million the first time and six hundred million the next time, which is a significant drop. And if mm. it does that again, you mm. could see them going like, "Whoa, this is a bit dodge." Um, like, they'll make more Harry Potter stuff. I just don't know whether it'll be this. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, I, it's just a very strange... It's just a very strange project, and it feels like a real, like... Um, 
you know, I think we've said this before. We love the MCU on this podcast generally, but it has a lot <laughs> to answer for in modern culture beyond yes. it. <laughs> like, there's a lot of copycats who can't do it anywhere near as well because they don't have the resources, and this feels like so one of them. That is a no. Don't go and rush out to see this film no. from, from Joe Scrabbles. Yeah, I think we gave it a four. Which I don't know if you. Think. I'd go. I'd go. Right I would go f- three or four for the second one. I would go maybe a five for this. I think there's at least okay. moments of entertainment and cogent storytelling in this one, which is more than yeah. you know. Mads Mugson brings everything up a mark. He always it, does. So. Yeah. Exactly. Um, well, it sounds like I had the pleasure of seeing a much more enjoyable film because <laughs> I have seen The Northman, which, if you're listening to this in the UK, is out today. Ooh. I believe it's not out till next Friday in the US. We, we get sound early for once, isn't that nice? Um, if you don't know what The Northman is, it's a new film from Robert Eggers, who directed The Witch and The Lighthouse. And this is his take on a Norse revenge story. So imagine Gladiator, The Revenant but vikings and you're pretty much there um um it's very good i didn't i didn't absolutely love it i wanted to fall in love with it like i think the witch is absolutely brilliant like if the witch is a nine out of ten for me i think this is more of an eight which means it's still very good Mm. um it's got a lot of the stuff you'd want from eggers it's got a lot of kind of slow moody ominous like just like 10th century stuff which he seems to love uh he, he loves period pieces doesn't he but um it's also got some pretty brutal violence which you'd kind of hope for from like a, a viking revenge story i think yeah. you know they weren't known for their subtlety um but yeah and it's got if you're into your norsemith it's got quite a lot of good uh reference to that stuff it's based on some of the icelandic uh etters if you've read any norsemith then you probably see quite a bit that you uh might know from that but um I really liked it. It's got a great cast. It's got our friend Willem Dafoe. It's got oh. Ethan Hawke, who I'm a massive fan of. Nicole Kidman. She doesn't have a lot of scenes in this, but when she does, she's amazing. And uh, at times, quite scary. Um, yeah, and then Alexander Skarsgård is also brilliant. Do you know what? This is the first time... I think in succession, he's very good, but he kind of only has one thing to do. He's yeah. kind of a moody weirdo for the whole time, which he's very good at being. In this, he actually shows a lot of different sides to him. This is the first time I've watched it. I'm like, oh, you're a really good actor. <laughs> and yeah, he's really good in this. Anna Taylor-Joy is also really good, but she's not not given too much to do, which is unfortunate. But when she does get, get stuff to do, she's good. If you've seen the trailers for this, you know there's some quite a bit of like fantastical, mythological like imagery going mm. on. I think they kind of oversell that in the trailer. Right. It's much more of a... like It's two hours, 20 minutes long. It's much more of a down-to-earth kind of just straightforward revenge story than i think you'd maybe expect from a robert eggers like mythological film it's kind of the way i kind of put it is i think i really enjoyed the green knight but i think a lot of people when they watched it they saw the trailer and they thought i'm getting some sort of like action like medieval film here Mm. whereas i think the northman is that is what you're getting you're getting a much more action-packed kind of I don't know, you're getting... A, it's not as slow as The Green Knight. It's not a slow film at all. So, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Like, uh, two and a quarter, two hours, 20. Okay. Um, it sounds unbelievable. I was lucky to see it in a screening room that had Dolby Atmos and the music and, the like, the sound effects. And there's a lot of wolf howling going on. Like, sounds sounds incredible. Some great, like, one-shot action sequences. I don't know if you remember... 
I, I'm a big fan of The Revenant. I know not everyone is, but the opening of that film is this incredible, like, one-shot, like, mm. five, ten-minute action scene. There's a couple of scenes like that where he's just constantly panning for about 30 seconds and things are happening. And I'm like, yeah, this is this is what I want to see. But, yeah, I think if you're into Eggers, then you'll definitely have a good time. This I didn't get on too well with The Lighthouse. I liked it enough. I didn't love it. Whereas this, I was like, yeah big into this because i love my north stuff too i am so, a yeah i'm a big lighthouse boy so uh, <laughs> so i'm 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 very excited you've, for this you've got some more willem dafoe as well doing exactly. some, uh, some mad stuff as well and i think this is the second eggers film in a row where there's just a fart joke <laughs> he loves what? he loves a little fart joke he's, he's an odd man i imagine i've never spoken to robert eggers but i imagine he can be a bit odd <laughs> yeah hmm. if you're into that sounds good get yourself to a cinema and watch it because it definitely was good to see in the cinema with all the sound there we go the north man now what we're all here for it's time for the 2013 builder game workshop imagine you've strolled into a touristy area and you see a big builder get a bear workshop well we've re- we've taken it over for the day it's now a builder game workshop you're going to take little parts from games and we're going to build what we think is the most fun or weirdest game each. If you didn't listen to the first time we did this, the way it works is we're going to take turns at picking a game that came out from 2013 and no one else can take that game. And then we're going to take an element from it and fill in the seven categories that I'm going to list now. So what we've got are setting, so that's the location, art style, story, music, then two slots for gameplay, so you can take two elements of gameplay from two games and, and, and mix them together. And then the last one is just called Wildcard Special Source. It's basically anything from a game that you think, I want that in my game, and it's coming in. And we're going to take turns of doing that. Hopefully that made sense. I think I surmised that pretty well. Who knows? You'll pick it up very quickly. <clears throat> Where did 2013 come from? You just sprung it on us. But I just, just picked... I just picked a year because I knew in my head I know that's one of the better years for games for me anyway from recent memory. Uh, it's quite a wild year. year. There's a lot of stuff yeah. in there. Like, yeah, it's definitely one of. I'm not just you know, someone else can pick a year next time we do it, but it's one of my favourite years in recent memory. 1986. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> See what uh, you can come up with that time. Seth, <laughs> Seth, <Setting>, Paperboy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, we, well, if, if, if we really get desperate, and I don't know, in episode thirteen hundred, maybe we'll uh, we'll go back to that one. But uh, yeah, I suppose we should decide an order for this. It will be a snake sort of draft pick, so whoever picks third also picks fourth, mm. and then so on. Um, Joe. I believe you've got the magic random name device. I'm on wheelofnames.com, baby. <laughs> um, and I promise that it's not me cheating. I will now spin for so the... F- I just... Can you screen share, please? You, I'm not screen, screen sharing the wheel of names. <laughs> I don't want to go third. I want first or second on this one, because I fear... I'm spinning. Here we go. Will be taken. First up... Cardi. Oh, I'm removing Cardi... Pick. Oh, it, I forgot it gives you a little... It gives you a clap <laughs> when it clap, when it goes. <laughs> thank you, thank you very All much. Right. At least I don't pick again until six. So that's a lot of good games going in between. Spinning for number two. <gasps> oh, it's close. It's Joe. Okay. Oh, so Dale's Joe gets bird. the bat-to-bat picks. I hate being in the middle of these. 
Really? That's where I like to be. You can space out your picks. Yeah, I like the double. It feels like a little one-two mm. punch. So, a little power trip. So the, I get to pick third here, but then the next time I get to pick first. So yeah, I go back yeah. to back. Okay. Yeah, so you go third, fourth, and then, yeah, whatever numbers you, you, are off that. My, my brain's not working. Yeah, exactly. so I get to pick first. Oh, God. 2013, a lot of good games. A lot of good games in there. But I think... Uh, do you know what I'm going to do? It? First, I'm taking story. I'm taking The Last of Us for story. Mm, I thought you might, yeah. Oh, so and we're I, not going in sequential order of the... the no, 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 you can pick you want, wherever you want. Okay, that's interesting. Okay, Free reign. So no one else can pick The Last of Us for anything that. Well, I'm yeah, taking it for story. It's one of the best video game stories ever told, I think. Mm-hmm. Most people would agree. I, would it, I, potentially a game changer. Definitely a more serious tone for a blockbuster game mm-hmm. than we'd seen previously. And yeah, I don't know if I really need to explain why the story of The Last of Us is so good. If you've played it, you probably know. Give away the twist. But there you go. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. Okay. And now I have to wait and watch some of my favourite games go in the next five picks. So I'm it's probably so going to have to write these down. Yeah. So it's me now, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, I've got a heart pick and a head pick. There's an obvious oh. game that you should take. <laughs> but also, yeah, I'm going to, I'm not, I'm going to, I'm going to go with the, with the head pick because last time I made a really stupid game and got battered. <laughs> and I still will, <laughs> but just let's start better than last time. So I'm going to go for gameplay one, GTA five. Oh, you're taking the gameplay of GTA. Yeah, so absolutely. is it a specific element of the gameplay, or is it just? No, I'm going. This is, it's, this I'm, game. I'm thinking open world. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm thinking like lots of modes of transport, a mixture yep. of like story based stuff and kind of combat based side missions. That's the kind of the, just the overall s- structure of the gameplay of that game. I've got so in my head, I assumed GTA would be taken for setting, but I was wrong. It's, twi- it's an early twist in the drama. Oh, yeah, I Ooh. don't want it for setting. What, just a yeah. brown city? It's... No, thank you. Oh, come <laughs> on. Come <laughs> on now. Behave. Mm. <laughs> um, now, Dow, you've got two picks. You can really take control of this here. If you're yeah, that's what I'm just thinking. Right. It's like, hmm. I didn't think of, like, I've never played this before, so I wasn't thinking about the strategy of taking games, you mm. know? Mm-hmm. I was just listing what I thought, but now I'm really starting to think, I've got to go for the big, <laughs> got to go for the big games, get them out of the way. Uh, or steal them, I should say. Uh, so I'm yeah. going to go... Mm, I'm going to go setting mm-hmm. Bioshock and Bollocks! You bastard! <laughs> that, that was my <laughs> first choice. That, yeah, that was my heart <laughs> pick over my head pick just before. <laughs> Uh, almost didn't choose it. Almost didn't do it. I almost thought oh, I'd buy a shot low for setting choices already. Uh, <laughs> a shot for setting. Let me just write that down. And then another one I'm going to swoop in and take this game because I feel like everyone might have it high on their list for music. And that's Hotline Miami. Oh, I hadn't even. Ooh, you know what? I hadn't it? even thought about that, but that is a banger. That is a good choice. I thought that's a 2012 game, if I'm honest. So I but... looked at it. It was 2012 on. <laughs> PC, but 2013 on PlayStation. For Ooh, what do we? How do we feel about that? I saw I it in like Game of the Year lists for 2013, so I think it's fine. I'll li- I'll allow it then. Thank I'll you. allow. I think that's when a, when most the majority of people started playing Hotline yeah. Miami. I reckon that's fine. Mm. Yeah, I played in. I definitely played it in 2013. So cool. So that's, that's those are good choices. Those are good choices. Okay, it's me um, next. Joe, you've got. 
I know, I've got to wait so long. Mm. <laughs> mm. I do get two, I suppose. You have kind of fucked me on setting there. I'm sorry. Because my other one I do have a really good backup one. Stupid. <laughs> um, <laughs> actually, I might go... Mm. Yeah, okay, I'll go setting uh, Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. No, that was... <laughs> all of my settings have already gone. <laughs> Uh, I'll have to rethink this, and I. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, actually, no. I've got that was very much. That was very much taken on the fly. Let's just let's just go. I can't believe how much my plan has already been disrupted within the first like few minutes of this. Now I'm thinking basically big blue ocean, lots of stuff to drive boats across, but there are also individual like cities with roads and shit to do GTA Five shit on yeah, on yeah. the islands. That's that's how I'm imagining it. Let's think. Uh, I'm thinking like GTA, GTA Caribbean. Caribbean. Yeah, GTA like set across a bunch of like Mm -hmm. rogue nation states. (laughs) Well, I, I, I've got two picks now, and my, my backup. I was going to use this for a different one, Mm -hmm. but I'm now going to have to take it for setting. And similar to Black Flag, I'm going to have to take Wind Waker HD as my setting. Oh, I was wondering who was going to snap that one up. (laughs) I I was going to have it for art style. Yeah, I thought about taking it. I'm taking it for my setting just because I did have Bioshock, GTA, and Black Flag, and <laughs> so. But you know, Wind Waker still a lovely setting. Lots of little towns, lots of ocean, and uh, who doesn't like boats apart from people that are heavily seasick? I also uh, think you still have yeah. to have the little um, shop with the battleship man who goes sploosh. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> I really want to play that again. I just can't be bothered to get my Wii U out. Yeah. Can they just put it on the Switch, please? Would be useful, wouldn't please? it? It would be very nice. That means, okay, oh, it's already got quite difficult. I might go a bit rogue. Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> am I going to go rogue? I can't have black. Okay, right, I'm going to. Oh, do I take this? Oh, I'm so. I'm. I'm now so confused. Joe, you know I'm going to do it. Gameplay. Peggle two. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a... It's a good shout. It's a good game. Um, It does not get better. I didn't even have Peggle to my list. (laughs) Very interesting. It came out right at the end. In how you're working the gameplay of Peggle into your Wind Waker (laughs) set game with the story of The Last of Us. (laughs) Yeah, I think the story part is a real real spanner in the works. Now I'm coughing. Um, Is it like, like, like? Puzzle Quest, though, maybe, to a certain degree. I'm, think- um, I'm thinking well, you run you into know a we'll battle wait and my... it, it kicks off a peggle round. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wait. We'll have to wait until my second gameplay pick comes in to see what the hell yeah, you yeah, do I'm for the rest of the game. Um, but yeah, pe- I'm taking peggle too. I almost took it for music, but mm, okay. I'm taking it for gameplay. Just cause I'm not going to lie, I'm already getting quite desperate. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, so that means it's me. Yeah. Oh yes, I, see. I am gonna go for gameplay two to go with my GTA five pick, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Oh, I thought you might go for this. Uh, I know I wasn't going anywhere near it. So I played it. If you don't <laughs> know, it is a platinum Metal Gear game where you play as a cybernetic Raiden. <laughs> the the key innovation being that you can have full control over your katana um, and chop up watermelons and shit. Um, it's really good, really weird, 
and I like the idea of running around in GTA, but with a massive sword. Um, Who doesn't? So yeah, that's that's my deal. Mm-hmm. I like it. Alrighty. Is it? Am I two guesses again now? Yep. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay. So in that case, I'm going to say story, and I'm going to say the Wolf Among Us. Oh, see, I thought about this because, yeah, the first episode does sneak in in 2013. And, you know, what a cool story idea, like, premise that is as well. You know, Mm -hmm. like, fantastical fairy tales, but mixed with, like, a crime Mm -hmm. detective thriller. That is definitely... I like it. Just just write it down so I don't forget. Uh, Hmm. What have I got left to get? Art style, gameplay... I'm going to go gameplay, and I'm going to go Tomb Raider, which I think, Bastard. which I think is a very, very fun, like you know, third-person action, but also Metroidvania game. Um, the one thing I hate mm-hmm. the most about that game that I wouldn't include is her talking to herself the entire time, which is extremely annoying. Something we well, still haven't gotten rid of in the likes of Horizon. Uh, just people else? yammering away at themselves. <laughs> I do it all the time. I don't know what, I don't know what you're about. Um, I'm trying to think. We've uh, I've only picked three. You guys have picked. Have you picked four? Joe's on three. I'm on four. Okay, cool. So after me and Joe are done, let's pick. We'll do a little little, little recap so people mm. can see where mm. our games are shaping up because I know mine is off the rails. <laughs> uh, where are you going, Joe? I'm, going? I'm really struggling. I'm gonna go. Uh, this is this is just for me. Um, music, papers, please. That nice. song that goes. I'm not going to lie, I'm getting repeatedly done here just before <laughs> what I'm going to pick. I, yeah, I want. Yeah, what a game! I just want that <laughs> song playing underneath everything you do in my Caribbean GTA sword game. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. What well, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, what a game. It's an amazing game, and I feel like I've slightly wasted its potential on music, but I just like that song so much. <laughs> I, I'm not, I did have it down for gameplay. I don't know how Peggle and Game yeah, yeah, Papers a, gameplay would have worked in a messy, Wind Waker world. It is, it is literally, I mean, it's probably a sadder game than The Last of Us, so it would have fit at least yeah. with your story. <laughs> but um, Right, I'll do one pick out of my two, and then we'll do a recap. Do I sort out my gameplay here or do I go? I'm at the point here where I feel like we're getting into picks other people might not even consider, so I can mm. play it a bit. Mm-hmm. Say for like, there's a couple of games here I doubt anyone else is touching. Interesting. Um, I'm going to go for art style. Mm-hmm. I'm going with the art style of Nino Cooney, rapper <laughs> White Witch. So I could basically have a Studio Ghibli art style on Wind Waker's world. I had which that's incredible. Very good. I had yeah, that as a backup smart. in my wildcard special source section for uh, having a really good Welsh sidekick. That was Mr. Drippy. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Drippy's amazing. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's do a little recap at this stage. So far, I have a game set in the world of Wind Waker in the style in the art style of Nino Cooney. With the Good. story of The Last of Us. Here's where it goes downhill. Two gameplay. <laughs> <laughs> that first, yeah. Those first two bits sound very of a piece. And then you're like, Mr. Drippy. The story of Mr. The Drippy's been kicked to death by the fireflies. <laughs> I haven't thought this through, but I'd still play it. I'd still. Uh, Dale, what have you got? So I've got uh, the 
setting of Bioshock Infinite with the story of the Wolf Among Us. Then we've got oh, the Tomb Raider good. gameplay with Hotline Miami music. Yeah. So it's that a bit of a styles sounds, clash. That, but it that actually kind of comes together, though. Uh, yeah, I, I could see it. I could see it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've got uh, the setting of Assassin's Creed Black Flag, the uh, gameplay mix of GTA Five and Re- Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, works, and the music of Papers, Please. doesn't work does, quite well. <laughs> that one is just the, the, the odd part yeah. of that. That's, just, that's, yeah, my, that's my little uh, auteur twist. That's my Kojima moment. <laughs> Driving around the Caribbean and getting out and doing some sword slashing in the in the Caribbean, it kind of, it works. Be pretty you know? good. Mm-hmm. Whereas doing Peggle uh, to the last, you know. Yeah, I think you've gone who knows mad. it could work. I have gone mad. Um, okay, I've got my second pick and my double. Only three more categories left. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go. I've got to get my second gameplay in there to marry something with Peggle too, and I've got two choices here. One of these, I know Joe will probably take for something if I if I don't. But <sighs> Okay, no, I'm doing it. I'm doing the other one. Uh, my other game plan will be Batman Arkham Origins. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> basically, it's it's like you play it like a Batman game in the Wind Waker world. You, you fly, you swoop around, you kick loads of people, you do all the great Batman combat. But then there'll be puzzle sections that instead <laughs> of like you know Same. drawing gel on a wall to explode them, you have to salt, you have to do Batman Peggle puzzles in order to get into I don't know the Riddler, get the Riddler trophies. I'm That's thinking of it like the pipe puzzles in Bioshock. You know, just exactly. open doors and stuff. Exactly. Yeah, Little Peggle puzzles instead of as mini games, basically, in, in a Batman action open world with uh, The Last of Us's story. <laughs> 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 so, you know, we'll work it out. Uh, Dale, what are you going for? Um, hmm. Wait. I haven't done arts. Is it yeah, me? isn't it Joe? Sorry, sorry, you sorry. You piece of shit. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Dirty rat trying to take my little choice away. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go for the art style of Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon. Oh, okay. Distinctive. Uh, I'm not sure how that works with the Caribbean. Uh, maybe the sea is like neon pink. <laughs> <laughs> not I mean, sure. it's not the Caribbean Far Cry Three setting isn't a million miles away. Is no, it, from... true, but it's Blood um, Dragon. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's very different. different. You know? I just, well, I'm, I'm just <laughs> thinking. Let's go. Let's go big. Uh, let's go bold, um, and people will probably like it. I'm mm-hmm. now actually questioning whether that came out in 2013. It did. It's fine. It um, did. It yeah. did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's my pick. I like it. I like right. it. Now, there is a game that I thought I'm surprised that neither me or Joe are taking yet because I know that both of us uh, absolutely love it, but I I don't think I can actually fit it in anywhere now. So. Interesting. Ooh, I don't know. Joe's got the face of someone who, who hasn't even realised this game came out this year. Well, I don't know. But, who knows? <laughs> I, I know. know. I'm, what trying what to, I'm trying to. I'm trying to get in your head. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Dale, you've got two picks. Okay. I'm going for a double whammy here. Mm. So. For a gameplay element. So obviously my gameplay is Tomb Raider. Mm. But I'm thinking about the hand-to-hand combat aspect of that. Mm. And I'm thinking some Lucha Libre inspired from Guacamole. Sounds oh, like it's oh, right on my Guacamole in there. <laughs> and to go with that, we're going to be causing a lot of destruction. So why not? And this came out and this year on the PS3. 
have a completely destructible world from Minecraft for my wildcard special source. That is cool. That's a special source, Minecraft. Didn't see it coming, but it's happened. (laughs) I'm into it. I think that's good tangential thinking. So what are you specifically taking from Minecraft? Just you can the whole world's destructible. Destructible world, yeah. Cool. Good work. I'm into it. There we go. So how's the guacamelee combat? Like, are we in a 3D, like, looks like Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider angle? Yeah, yeah, but then when you go to hand-to-hand combat, it turns into Lucha Libre-style, like, wrestling suplexes, power bombs, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. This is actually coming together. Yours is a bit more thought-free. Yeah. Than, uh, yeah. It's, like, it's a bit more boring, like... though, isn't it? I should have gone a bit crazy. I don't know. I don't know. It still sounds fun to me. Um, Joe, where are you going? got story and special source and i think my special source can wait so story i hope my special source isn't what your special source is i'd be surprised if it was i'll I'll say that much um it might i mean i don't know about the game i mean we we do sometimes go on the save wait um story is hard man honestly there is a part of me i'm just gonna do it (coughs) Mario 3D World, <laughs> game in which there is practically no story other than a big lizard has taken your girlfriend. That's that to me is what I'm I, looking for. I'll reveal all at the end, but I was certain you were going to take a game in that in that category for something. Interesting, else. but I I love that you picked Mario. Yeah, because... I think I think that's got to be it. Let's yeah. The plot section is so small on, on Wikipedia. <laughs> um. Oh yeah, sorry. It's in this one. It's not that uh, Princess Peach has been nicked. It's the Sprixies. Um, so, the so we're going after Sprixies across the kingdom. When the kingdom, in this case, being a grittily realistic cyberpunk version of the Caribbean. And you're also it's uh, Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear Rising: Revengeance Combat. Oh yeah, you'll have to like yeah. do like complex sword slashes to get them out of their <laughs> little crystal jars that they're locked in um, without I, I slashing did, like, their heads off. I like how you started this whole game, Joe, by saying, "Do you know what? I'm not going to make the same mistakes last time." I'm use my head. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. <laughs> I know the feeling because I'm about to do a couple of things. Okay, that are just a bit, a bit off the cuff. I think. Um, my last two picks, and I've got music and special source. Mm-hmm. Um, my music, and this is this is a game you won't have heard of in a long time. Puppeteer on PS3. Okay. <laughs> Was not expecting <laughs> no, Puppeteer. <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> this game is very good. And I did also have a part of it down for my special source. It's If you don't remember what Puppeteer is, and I don't blame you, it was a... Um, 2D platformer on the PS3 where you played as a puppet who mm. kind of used scissors also to kind of platform around the world. The gameplay itself is fine. It's it's a very charming game, but the music is very nice. Very nice, almost like operatic theatre style mm. music. So that's kind of the theme in the game. So I'm, I'm having the music from Puppeteer <laughs> in my game. <laughs> I'm sure it's very nice music, but I feel like even the composer of that game would say, really? Oh, like it's I think like that's that game is very forget forgetful. Like. Eight eight point five Um <laughs> It's a good game. People should check out Puppeteer. <laughs> time. Maybe on the new PS Plus tier, they have Puppeteer somewhere. Um, that means my special source. I've got three, four different options mm. here. 
but I'm gonna. There's just one that's staring at me, and if I don't take it, I won't be able to live myself down. And don't get me wrong, this is one of the dullest games I've ever played. But from Beyond Two Souls, I want Willem Dafoe in my game. Oh, <laughs> Special that's a good, good choice. <laughs> that's a very good choice. I want Willem Dafoe in The Last of Us, in the world of Wind Waker, in the art style of Nino Cooney. Bouncing around on a peg some... grid. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm playing as Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe is Batman in my universe, doing all the combat. That's a fucking playing dynamite. That might have won you it. <laughs> <laughs> and puppeteer music. <laughs> I didn't even think about Willem Dafoe being the main character. I just thought he was there. Wow. The oh, story's no. Willem the Dafoe is my Batman. He can't be okay, Batman. Okay, he's Joel, but yeah. <laughs> he's Joel at day, but Batman at night. Oh, there you go. <laughs> he made it work. <laughs> What a what a what a game I've brought together there. Um, you guys have got your last two yeah. last few picks each. I've got my Just... special source. Mm. My special oh, source oh, oh. is going to blow you out the fucking water because what it is is you know <laughs> how in tear away you can you can touch the back and it pushes your finger yep. through the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm getting that. At any time in my Caribbean set GTA sword slashing game with the story of Mario 3D World to the plaintive sounds of the Papers, Please soundtrack, you will be able to push your big finger through the world and push people around and knock over buildings and shit. And that is one of the best mechanics in any game. I loved pushing my big stupid finger through the world. So we don't have Terrible to discuss fantastic. the logistics of how this game works? Uh, yeah, oh, no. It's on Vita. <laughs> no, there you go. <laughs> I'm done. You could just use the PS5 touchpad, you know, it could still work. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's pushing true. your finger down, I want it up. You, yeah. You'll have to play... You'll Specifically have to, up. Yeah, you'll have to play, uh, like, what would we call that? Goofy stance on your, uh, on your dual sense. You have to play it backwards. <laughs> Unbelievable. This is... What an, what a game this is shaping up to be. Um, oh, yeah, I kind of threw we'll, it away. We'll recap the end, these in full. Um, Dale, have you got one or two picks up? One? Just one art style. I wish I hadn't left it till last. Hmm. Mm. I might be boring, and I might or I might be weird. <laughs> oh. Don't be boring. No one wants you to be boring. Well, I was, my art style. I was. I did have on the list Saints Row Four, and I thought that would sort of mesh, you mm-hmm. know, realistic looking. Mm. But, you know, that's boring. But alternatively, I think I might say Rezogun. Like lots of little screaming stickmen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah, I like it. Rezogun. Neon. Got two very um, neon games there. I also have the music from Hotline Miami, so I feel like they, they gel. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of coming yeah. together. If you take a Blood Dragon, oh, oh, Joe, you'd have a good thing coming together. Um, let's do a full recap of games. Uh, Joe, the game I was thinking you were going to take. It was like second choice in about five of my categories. It was mm. Brothers. Oh, yeah, yeah, I had that on there. I was thinking about that as um, as Special story, Source. Yeah. I was thinking Special yeah. Source, like uh, controlling two characters at once. But then mm-hmm. the game just started getting away from me, and I was like, this would be <laughs> ludicrous. Like, How am I doing complex yeah. sword control with two people at once? Um, <laughs> I, also, I also had a Special Source. My other option was the whole cast of Lego Marvel superheroes you could play I, as. I was, I was thinking about something to do with Lego as well. That game is really mm. good. Um, mm. It's this the best Lego game by quite a distance, I think. Yeah, so I'm playing good. Skywalker Saga at the moment. It's not, it's not getting to the heights of Lego Marvel good. for me. No. Yeah, 
So I will say I was down on Lego Star Wars on the podcast last week. That's only because I played Phantom Menace. I played a oh. New Hope so much better. I did. They put so much more effort into. I don't a New know Hope. why yes. I started with Phantom Menace. I, yeah, I was like, I'm yeah. going to do this in chronological order, and I was like, I just finished it. I was like, oh, I was boring as fuck. Yeah. Alternatively, yeah. you could look at it as, like well, the way I looked at it is get the worst ones out of the way mm, first. There is that. Yeah. Obviously, have your peak in the middle, and then sort of slowly taper. Although saying that, I think. The sequel trilogy, the game parts of it are still really fun. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really enjoy playing them. That's good to hear. Yeah, that's good to hear. Uh, little little Lego, unexpected Lego Star Wars chat. Mm-hmm. Here, By the way, apologies if you can podcast. hear. There's someone outside my house just like banging away on a bit of wood. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, can't, I can't, can't hear it. Okay, <laughs> they, they want the game. Um, right, let's <laughs> recap the games. Do you know what? I'm going to add something really last minute here. We're going to have to have a title for these games. Oh, I think so. of one. Oh. Um, <laughs> Gizzard. So chance. my game to recap is... Set in the world of Wind Waker HD, with the art style of Nino Cooney, the story of The Last of Us, the music of Puppeteer, <laughs> the gameplay of Batman Arkham Origins and Peggle 2, and uh, my special source is taking Willem Dafoe from Beyond Two Souls to be my hero. See, I really think it's just... He's everyone's hero. It just all comes together at the end with Willem Dafoe back <laughs> to it. That's a difference. And... He saved it. My name of my game i will think of after you guys have been <laughs> oh, i've thought of one to be fair so drop me to go next joe and give you a yeah, bit of time. Go, uh, go for it yeah okay so my setting is bioshock infinite my story is the wolf among us my gameplay is tomb raider mixed with the wrestling element combat of guacamole my music is hot by miami and my art style is Resogun. but my special source is the ability to completely destroy the world like minecraft and as for a name, I've gone for 80s Lucha Infinite. I'm into it. 80s Lucha Infinite's good. That's going to get a very specific I thought of a name. Crowd. I thought of a name for mine. Right. It's going to be Peg Leg Bat. <laughs> okay. It's great. <laughs> it's really good. Is that the name that, of Willem Dafoe? Peg you Leg should call Bat. The game, yeah, that's his name. Call the game Chopper Dafoe and be done with it. Hmm. Come on. Okay, yeah, Chopper Dafoe. Well, Peg Leg Bat. You've changed my mind. Feet, You've changed my mind. Feet Chopper Dafoe. <laughs> yeah. Peg Leg Bat. Feet Chopper Dafoe. That is the name of my game. Well, that will sell millions. My game. <laughs> In <laughs> VR. <laughs> yeah, that twist at the end. <laughs> my game, which must be played entirely on the Vita or a goofy stance <laughs> PS5 controller. Uh is set in the world of Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag in the art style of Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon. Its story is the riveting Mario 3D world <laughs> plotline. The music is from Papers, Please. And the gameplay is a mix of GTA 5 and Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. And the special mm-hmm. source is that you can stick a big finger through the world <laughs> at any time. And it's called Fuck 'em Up, Search for the Sprixies. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's a lot of good stuff there. <laughs> We've crafted finger, finger edition, finger edition, <laughs> big finger edition. Uh, Is it your middle finger that comes through the world? That's what I'm imagining. In this, that would in be very one. Far Cry Three Blood Dragon, wouldn't it? Like mm, if it was just yeah. a big <laughs> flipping the bird. <laughs> uh, at the, uh, yeah, at the at the neon pink sea, like a big kraken <laughs> coming out of it. That actually kind of works. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, the legs are big fingers. Oh. We need to make this. It's sick. Someone steals it. It's good, isn't it? There we go. Um, as we did last time, we will um, 
probably put a poll up when we post this uh, podcast uh, so you can vote on who you think you know whose game do you want to play the most up to you completely um, I think I won the last one just putting that out there yeah, I might not win again looking at the picks I've done here but you know it's all a bit of fun isn't it um, I just enjoy doing that because it basically replaces an endless search with a whole podcast we won't be doing an endless search this week by the way because that's basically a game is what we've played there yeah. so um there we go. What we do have next, though, is some feedback. And after that, I should have mentioned this right at the start of the podcast, we have a little Severance spoiler chat afterwards. Mm. So after the feedback, there'll be a warning. If you haven't watched Severance yet, I would completely advise not listening to this section because A, it won't make any sense, and B, it will ruin one of the best TV shows of recent times for you. Um, but first, let's do some feedback. Ooh, Dale. It's a nice short one. It's from Joe Lakin. He says, morning, people. How come your older episodes disappear off Spotify? I'd hate for the big sandwich special to be gone one day. I always listen to the alternative awards and they remind me of that year. That's it. That's the email. We've had a lot of people ask about this recently and I keep meaning to talk about it, but always keep forgetting. They just seem to have gone off Spotify and Apple. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, it seems to I think it just happens. I think it seems to be something to do with our upload service. It does not like... um, uh, like keeping those things linked to those services they are still all available mm-hmm. on yeah you know, the likes of pocket casts and you know your general podcast specific rss feed type apps yes we are not sure yeah. why they disappear from spotify i'm not sure we have any control over it to be quite frank no, i don't think we'd be able to get them back on there but they are still available everywhere else on the internet we, so they're, they're available i we would say as well look but soz I would yeah. say if you really want to save some of those specials, find the IGN article where we posted them, and there'll be a link to download an MP3 in there. Save they it are, yeah. Every, yeah, every mm-hmm. single uh, IGN article of them has a direct MP3 link to the raw, uncut <laughs> file. <laughs> it's exact so far. It's exact so far. <laughs> uh, exactly. Yeah. So enjoy yourselves, mm-hmm. Soz. That's basically it. We don't have a better yeah. answer than that. Yeah. Sorry. Me. This is from Louis Amour, which is a great name. Uh, Hello, people of IGN. First off, just to get it off my lungs, I've almost (laughs) drowned numerous times and once saved a kid from drowning. This is a throwback. (laughs) Yeah, if you you started listening in the last, what, year, two years, we uh, got really obsessed with people nearly drowning a while back. Um, Is that two years ago? I don't know. Probably. Oh, at least. Well, the sandwich special was the Christmas before last. Oh, my the, God. Yeah, the drowning special was almost two and a half years ago, Dan. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> but yes, as, as Louis says, I've missed the chance to sell the, tell the drowning stories so for Christ's sake, respect the sea, lakes, ponds, and brooks. No one remembers how dangerous brooks can be. <laughs> oh, I've got one right by. I've got a turkey brook. Right near me. Uh, so I've just, oh god, I've He's just ducked myself. himself. <laughs> get down, it's not that near. Don't worry. Tur- it's not that near. Get down Turkey Brook and beat up Cardi. <laughs> just look for the it's shed. Spot the shed, and you'll spot Cardi's uh, yeah. house. <laughs> yeah, Cardi. Yeah, Cardi's family famously the only people bold enough to build a shed. <laughs> Near Turkey Brook. Near Turkey Brook. So. Cool. Uh, right, Louis continues. On to the topic of how did I get here, uh, which was our discussion of moments where you go, what on earth, why am I in this position? Uh, and bad smells. Yeah. <laughs> well, it all began. God, we're a good podcast. Yeah, man. Something for everyone. 
Well, it all began when I was at university studying games design and coding, and my grandfather-in-law needed help on his farm. What a what an amazing thing! So I decided to quit uni and become a farmer for ten years. It happens. I also I love the, uh, the 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 non-specificity of that sentence means that it sounds like you decided to quit specifically to become a farmer for a decade and no longer. Um, so lots of Is bad. Is this going to lead up smells. to like? He's the guy who made Farmville. Oh, my God, Louis. Louis. (laughs) Also, you might be Louis, but I'm saying Louis because Louis Amour is too good to miss. Um, Lots of bad farm smells dealing with livestock. The worst being when foot and mouth disease was around in the summer, so you couldn't move (laughs) dead livestock. The worst smell ever. Oh, lovely. That does sound absolutely horrible. Yeah. Yeah. The next job I had, this is wild. The next job I had was installing and fixing cesspits at people's houses. But I'm not going to go into that one. But just imagine that mission with Wade from GTA V. And now, are you... this, Louis, is this a joke? And now my newest job is being a grave digger. (laughs) Does he mean the giant monster truck? And yes, it's all by hand. This has to be one of my favourite jobs I've ever had. And I was just thinking the other day... How did you get here from having a huge passion for games and wanting to be involved with them to digging up to four graves a day? (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like hard work. Four in a day. It does. Four graves. I couldn't dig my own grave in a day. (laughs) Uh, Specifically your own. And if you get to Turkey Brook, you can make Cardi try. Uh, No one... (laughs) <laughs> no one is making me dig a grave this week. P.S. <laughs> my dad played hours of Fallout 4 without levelling up any of the specials. <laughs> I uh, love that. It's just, <laughs> just a bit at the end. Uh, Louis says, thanks for all the hours of entertainment you gave me in all those stinky jobs. Uh, um, if what that's an absolutely real, incredible story. If that's real, I mean, what a wild career. I love it. Just going like it's unique. You've gone through the whole like circle of life: farms, growth, life, uh, yeah. cesspits, shit, and then death. How fit do you reckon you are digging four graves every day? Like, oh, oh you're, you're pretty. Oof. Got some shoulders on you. Oh, you must yeah. have some sh- some shoulders. Louis, or, show, or us, show, your, us, your show us your grave digging <laughs> muscles. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, what are we doing? Um, I've got an email here. Remember, if you want to send an email, it is igen underscore uk feedback. What? I've got it wrong. Oh no, it's gone. <laughs> I'll try again. Igen <laughs> underscore uk feedback. No, I've, yeah, I've absolutely gone. <laughs> You're on the right track. <laughs> oh no, igen underscore uk feedback at ign dot com. For some reason, I was really doubting myself. I'm, I'm, I'm in a delicate place at the moment. I'm still not fully fully healed. Um. I've got one here from Michael Gulliver who says, "Oh, I like. Michael. Sorry, I just oh. want to say Michael Gulliver's great, and he supports Spurs, so that's good, isn't it? That's Carry always <laughs> a he's a very plus. nice man." Says, "Hope everyone is happy and well." I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Thank you, Michael. Um, <laughs> on both accounts, um, wanted to email in as this week I was lucky enough to win tickets to the BAFTA Game Awards. I was absolutely buzzing as lots of heroes of mine, such as Tim Sh- Tim Schafer, Phil Spencer, etc., were going. As were some of you lovely people. Just Joe, I believe, who I believe had a lovely time. It was nice. Um, I was only informed of the possibility on Monday and confirmed on Wednesday, so there wasn't much time to make the necessary arrangement. As a parent, this makes it extra difficult. 
All was well until taking the required Latty flow test. You can guess the rest. Absolutely gutted I couldn't go to what is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, but I don't think I could have handled rocking up and infecting half of the industry's best and brightest yet. That wouldn't have been good. No. It's good you do. Don't kill Tim Schafer. That's not on. (laughs) No, please don't. Um, What are some of your narrowly narrowly missed out on stories? You're all wonderful people who do exceptional work. Uh, Please respect the seed where possible. Has anyone narrowly missed out? Have I mentioned before that I... uh, Missed the chance to interview Keanu Reeves. Yes. Because I was going on a date. But then You brought this up a few weeks ago. Did I? Have I said it before? Yeah. I've only got yeah. three stories. You just love this story. It's a oh, nice story. I didn't Someone's engaged. Keanu Reeves, and then I got engaged to a lady <laughs> whose date I missed it for. So that's good, isn't it? That is a nice story, to be mm. fair. But yeah, I've only got three stories. Sorry. Uh, what, are, what are my other narrowly missed out songs? I, I feel I'm like really big ones I feel like you guys are going to have loads like this that I've got of loads of potential work opportunities that just fell through mm. that were going to be cool mm, yeah, suppose, but they're not yeah. that interesting um, yeah like what was one can't think of what was one there was one recently I was like oh I'm going to get to talk to someone and it fell through yeah, that, happened, that, that happens uh, quite a lot in this industry which can be yeah never get your there was up. one where i went to see taxi driver at the bfi probably about six seven years ago now because they were re-releasing it and literally 15 minutes after uh before i turned up at the bfi mind scorsese was there and saying hi to people and he'd gone and i was like i could have i could have seen him Damn. i could have could have said hi oh i um that just randomly reminded me of on my honeymoon in uh, the hotel in Hawaii, I saw one of the wrestling te- tag team, the Young Bucks, who was in the same hotel. And I looked at him and he looked at me and he was like, that guy knows who I am. And I never went over and said anything because I didn't want to disturb him because he was just him and his wife. And I was like, but I, no. I regret that because I feel like it could have been a cool story. Oh, well, yeah, there we go. Some some stories there. If you've got any uh, more, if you've got any grave digging stories, any near misses, <laughs> um, do let us know. Because, uh, yeah, we want to hear them. Uh, now, we're going to talk severance spoilers. You've been warned. Ooh. We'll play a little bit of severance music. There's a little bit of a break. If you oh. haven't watched severance, turn off now. Instead of playing the music, why don't you do the sound effect, you know, when they go down the elevator and it goes... Oh, for God's sake, no. Okay, we'll do that. That's for in this segue, isn't it? Bloody hell. Now play the music. Severance. Good, in it? Oh, yeah. Best in it. I think it's the best TV I've watched in. I'm going to say a random jackets. number. <laughs> it's way better than Yellow Jackets, and I loved Yellow Jackets. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the best TV I've watched in years. I absolutely loved every episode of this. There wasn't. There, there literally is not a drab moment in that show. It's wild no. how well they've done it. Um, mm-hmm. And I wonder if it is down to having two directors because just like not having a bunch of people all trying different things every episode and just going like. We've got two people, they're just going to make it all look and feel right, and it just goes. Mm-hmm. For me, it just feels like that, pop- consi- Sorry, Cody, that that consistent vision, like mm. they clearly had a very consistent idea, and all the plot points and the beats that they wanted to hit, and the mission, and it just felt like they completely never wavered on that, they mm. delivered that vision, and it just felt so connected. It felt mm-hmm. more like a movie, like a really long movie, like mm. how well yeah. it together it's put. Well, and I think part of it as well was just... It's just a rare, like, completely original, mm. like, sci-fi concept mm. idea. Like, um, 
Yellow Jackets, like we said, was incredible, but it's essentially kind of lost. You know, it's it's that same sort of concept, I, isn't it? I would you know say I mean? Whereas, this show has a lot of lost as well in all the in the positive sense of just just purely being the mystery box stuff, right? And then they, mm-hmm. Like being absolutely fantastic, setting up these sci-fi mysteries, but like constantly keeping you on edge, constantly delivering every episode, like substantial twist at the end. Um, mm-hmm. There's a, there's a, there's a lot there like that. And I thought that were yellow jackets. So I do agree that this is way better than yellow jackets, but I thought that was mm-hmm. also an equally great show. And it's just great to have but, mystery shows back. Yeah. Just let's go on to the big burning question. What the hell is the sheep, the goats, the lambs, whatever. I can't remember if they were goats, they were or, goats. or sheep. Yeah. What was going on there? I feel like all of the <laughs> stuff they've been doing is completely meaningless. And the idea is that all of this is essentially a uh mm-hmm. like a like a work like a working prototype of yes. what severance can be for people, as evidenced by like here's Heli's life in here. Like they're more cast members in that stuff. And like mm-hmm. can you get a severed person to do completely nonsensical things? I think is like like part mm-hmm. of the indoc- like testing indoctrination essentially. Absolutely. Um it doesn't like doesn't ne- and I guess also like the different sizes of teams also kind of puts it down to like can enough severed people work together yeah. that they won't cause things? Can they work alone? I see it all as like science experiment controls, basically. So yeah, like a big cult thing, really, isn't it? Like I don't, we're still really not sure. That's the great thing about this program is like what the company, like really what the point of all of it is. Mm. If you know what I mean, the, just the like the point is the 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 process, right? It's testing the yep. process, developing the process. So um, also building up a um, a solid like political argument for it becoming like you know widespread and selling it as a product. And everything they're doing down there is being tested, right? The numbers obviously mean nothing. It's just part of the procedure to test. Like clearly the fact that um, Mark's wife is down there is clearly a form of testing like how strong the severance procedure mm-hmm. actually is. Well, that's how, how do we feel? Like, do we think that's actually his wife or do we think like, I, I don't, I still don't know if I think it's some sort of Android. I don't yeah. know, like anything could be going on at this I point. Don't think, I don't know. I, my first thought theory was perhaps she's in like a coma in real life. Because they talk about her, she's only ever activated for like 30 minutes. Mm. I suppose, yeah, that could be, yeah, maybe you can sever someone in a coma and have them in. That's exactly what I was thinking. And like, Mm -hmm. the interesting thing there is um, the dude, uh, is it Irving, John Turturro's character? Yes, Irving. Um, He's painting, like, initially you're like, oh, that's that's a dark version of the corridor to the elevator. But it's it's the corridor she goes down specifically. So like that implies that some part of his subconscious has been there and you yes, wonder if he's really been narrow at the corridor yeah. terrifies me yeah. if he's been at the company for the longest of all those people is he like an early experiment that was in that corridor at one point and has now been taken out more fully the great thing mm-hmm. about his character is how like indoctrinated he was down mm. there into the religion and the cool aspect of it but then the real life guy is actually like against like researching them conspiracy theorists against the company. I, I yeah. watched that shot of or oh, that moment of John Tartero's character, the the innie version, going, "Let's burn it to the ground," like <laughs> several <laughs> times. I was like, "That is so fucking cool." <laughs> I I love him and Chris Walken together. Are so good, They're like, amazing. It, yeah, it's so good. I love I his love their story accent and, is so, so fucking sad, weird yeah. in that. 
I like his accent mm-hmm. is so strange, and yes. I cannot work out what, whether it's on purpose or not. Like, there's bits where you're like, "Are you trying to do British?" Or it's like, there, there was a part of me going like, "Is this on purpose? Is there something about the severing process that has made mm-hmm. his voice go weird?" Um, yeah, mm-hmm. with, with the goat stuff, like I get that a lot of it down there is like is bollocks. Like I think the work they're doing is complete bollocks, but mm. there is. Um, the, the cultish like religious aspect of it the the worship of oh, kia and yeah. he there, there's those paintings where he had like goat creatures on them and he also had um when they had the waffle party there was someone dressed up as a goat as well mm. so it yeah. definitely feels like there's that, some that, connection there this is what i that love was so weird yeah this <laughs> yeah. is what i love about the show is like to me and i may well be proven wrong but to me like the mystery of what the severed people are doing is kind of over but it mm. gradually introduced more and more mystery about what the fuck Lumen is as a wider yes. thing. Like that line where um, the the guy who seems to be an Egan um, goes like, uh, he says something like, I wish, I hope you can be at my revolving. You're like, oh, yeah, that is, um, that? <laughs> the subtitles confirm that is an Egan, by the way. That's her dad, um, who is also, wait, is that who we're talking about? Yeah. Helly's dad at the end? Yeah. 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 So he is an Egan, right? Like, because yes, she's yeah, an Egan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, but he's that not... just sounds so ominous. The yeah. revolving. Yeah, I, yes. I hope you could be at my revolving. And you're like, I'm sorry, what the fuck is a revolving? And does it have anything to do with, like, those creepy fucking mask people downstairs? Mm-hmm. I've seen some theories that it's like, um, Kier's brain has been, or like consciousness has been, like, oh my God, pushed that... into multiple different Egans over yeah. the years or something. Um, which I don't know if it's going to go got, that far into. My first thought was but... it it was just changing the CEO, but yeah, it is yeah. a very like fanciful word for that, mm. a ridiculous word. For it, it. You've got Miss Coble who's just terrifying. Patricia Arquette She's is incredible. incredible. Just, and, in that last episode as well, just <laughs> just go in for it. Like, it's so good. Her and Milchik are like just unbelievable. Like that Milchik yes. guy, I now want to watch everything he's in. He's I've said this before mm-hmm. on the podcast. I think like I loved every scene with him. Um, he is brilliant. He's, yeah. he's so scary and so funny at the same time. The dancing party mm-hmm. scene is like unbelievably <laughs> oh, good. So good. Yeah. <laughs> I will say though, they're both not the real villain of the show. Go on, there is no, a real no. villain of the show, and that is what is his name? I've got to look it up. Um, <laughs> he's he's one of Rickon's friends from the party. The black guy. Oh, what is oh the, the 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 guy. Yeah, the guy who is like the. Horrific. fucking idiot who doesn't know man. why world war ii was like he didn't understand about why it was called world war one and then also the one at the end when they find the baby he has to shout that i was the one that found the baby yeah. which i made him the most hateable person in he, the world he, he is, this is one thing i love about severance in particular it's like it has this feeling of like constantly being on the verge of going into like hysterical comedy like, yeah. and I mean hysterical as in like it can't control itself. It's really weird, um, <laughs> and like I really enjoy that it can it can feel so grim and at the same time just have these like like Rickon is absolutely insane as a character yeah. to be in this show. Like it's like, such an odd choice. What what does Devon see in him? Yeah, I've heard other people <laughs> say that as well. Like, why like she this, seems like, like a well-adjusted normal person. Yeah, but he's, he's clearly a buffoon. Yeah. He's written a book. He's published a book. I mean, you know. He's very successful. Their house is great. And there was that whole weird thing as well, with which they never really, unless I missed it, like the bit where um, his wife's given birth and she talks to the woman, then like suddenly doesn't know who she is. Well, she's she's seven, right? She's seven. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the idea idea is that I I love the scariness of like 
yeah, using severance as a way to like avoid childbirth. Just avoid, yeah, avoid yeah. horrible, boring. Because yeah. that's kind of like the first time we've seen it. I always just assumed in that building was the only place people were severed, mm. but no, it's you, you can kind of do it. Well, it's location based. Right? Everywhere. You can assign it anywhere. Yeah. yeah, they've probably got it set to the hospital. So anytime she goes into hospital, yeah, she's not experiencing it. But then you yeah. think of the flip side of a innie. All that in he knows is pain. It's disgusting. Well. It's like horrific, yeah. the implication of that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I hope. Amazing. I just hope they've got it all. They do know the answers to some of these questions. It's not one of these scenarios where they're kind of partly surprised at how well it's gone, if you yeah. know what I mean. And they're like, because well, season two was only announced the other day. Yeah. One um, thing I'm yeah. super excited about is like that finale. I don't know if you two agreed, but like it's gigantic cliffhangers and yet i felt totally satisfied by yes. where those cliffhangers mm-hmm. were left like they all feel really it's, earned there's no because like... you learn enough don't you? yeah you really wanted you wanted him to they teased you all the way through about finding out about Gemma, right his wife yeah and they deliver on that but they don't deliver like beyond that yeah and i think it's 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 such so cleverly put together like i found um uh, Dylan holding the switch is like mm. a little bit contrived and frustrating at first, but it makes perfect sense of this countdown of you never know when this is going to end, right? Yeah, it's a, it, it, the pacing of that episode and the way it was put together was just phenomenal. It's so yeah, good, it's great stuff. Well, I think, yeah, we're all in agreement mm-hmm. that Severance now, is the best thing you can watch on TV. At fucking the sever me until season two comes out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just turn up next week and I'm like, hi guys, I'm Joe. Uh, I think I understand games. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> what is a game? Yeah. I've got this great idea for a game. It's Blood Dragon with fingers. Um... Oh, actually, one, one mystery that I don't think they've purpose. I think they've purposely left a bit open. And I wonder, I'm interested in your theories about it. Do we think there's significance to the fact that Kobol lives next to Aaron Scott? Adam yeah. Scott. Um, um, so they've they established several times that it's like a the company owns those houses. Yeah. So that's why I was kind of wavering on it. it. Was like, oh, is it just she happens to live next to him because they're both in company housing, or because she seems so interested in him that I'm like, mm. I'm wondering if like if the Egan CEO Keir brain thing is true, is like Adam Scott being tested to see whether he can be next it's the whole thing because like a parts almost milchett's kind of helping at some points yeah. and mm. like so you're confused like well is there a, i don't know if there's some sort of like it's some sort of like because with religion and cult stuff there's often some sort of prophecy element as mm. well like is there some Maybe. sort of prophecy element to do with him and she's watching That's well, obviously then she gets fired so who knows like, i don't special is yeah i'm really interested well, in yeah and there's also the woman that the woman that turns up when um the security guard is killed like what she got to do with mm. all this is she like some sort of resistance fire that i, I oh it's yeah. hard to know how this all intertwines um, I think that's, pe- some people think milchik is working with her like because he is mm-hmm. kind of assisting in some places as you say um and yeah. yeah it might well just be that adam scott's character is important because he's connected to Gemma. Um, well that's what i think that she's that... the real test that's well. I don't. I don't. Yeah. Perhaps her or him or the combination of both of them feel like an ultimate test of, like, are they really severed? Like, are yeah. they really losing every connection? It's like we're going to put the ultimate hurdle in front of them, and you see like elements of it bleeding into their subconscious, 
you know the fact that she goes what does she get from Gemma's box she get oh the candle doesn't she mm. she gets, gets a candle out of her box because it's almost like she's trying to provoke it to see if there's any connection yeah because you know, the next time she has that candle doesn't she and like yeah you get that specific connection and then also when he they ask him mark to mold something and he molds a tree like what she crashed into a tree when she had a car mm. crash and it's clear the fact that they are like the fact that she's taking her away from mark as well and and in and they have that session where they bring Gemma in for like eight hours as well. It feels like they're definitely trying to provoke that and see like the ultimate test, really. How good is that moment, by the way, when he calls him um, Colville, Mrs. Colville, when he walks away? Oh, it's just, episode. yeah, it's per- you just know it's, it has to happen. And then it's just yeah. perfect when it does. <laughs> yes, I only so watched good. the finale once. I might need to watch it again, just because yeah. there are lots of great moments like that. Yeah. I was like quite literally vibrating through it. Like I, I said out loud several times, like, this is so exciting. (laughs) I never do that. I'm like really quiet watching a lot of stuff, but I just couldn't help myself. This is amazing. Mm -hmm. amazing It's so good. Um, Do you know what? We will end on some severance music because it was rudely uh, replaced by Dale (laughs) earlier on. But uh, yeah, it's it's also, we, it's a rare never skip the intro show. I, I love watching that every time. I I, so I did skip it the last couple of times. Oh, it also seems like one of those shows, though, that they're hiding stuff in that. That's like exactly you learn yeah. stuff from watching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm always spotting yeah. like the little red red suited one doing something. I like looking at. It. <laughs> I just uh, up to. I th- I think it like with Succession. I love Succession's intro, but I do think it bought. It's just too long. Mm. I just want to get to the show <sighs> every banging. time. I want. I like know. through the first season. I used to watch it every time, and now I was like. Yeah, it's imprinted in my brain now. I don't need to watch this yeah. again. Like, I want to um, get to it. That is, that is one show you've mentioned. I would say Succession is better, but that's just more my cup of tea. That's a different so sort of fun. show, though, right? Like, these are yeah. mystery shows we're talking exactly. about, and this that's a drama, which exactly. is also a uh, Hopefully, it's not too long before season two, but who knows? I can't wait either way. Yeah. I hope, uh, yeah. If you, if you haven't watched it, I was going to say, if you haven't watched Severance, you'd be mad if you've just listened to that. So, um, yeah. Let us know. Actually, don't, sorry, don't email us about Severance because we probably won't read it because it'll spoil it, yeah. especially as people like Matt are only a few episodes in. Mm-hmm. So please do not write Severance spoilers into our inbox no. right now, no. please. And thank you. Um, but you can enjoy this Severance music. Thank you. All. Goodbye. Bye.
Hi, I'm Madigan from Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist, the podcast that explores the world through a personal, intersectional feminist perspective. I bring you two episodes a week. Every Monday, I cover something from a wide variety of topics, covering everything from feminist faves throughout history like Audre Lorde, listener coming out stories, and other hot-button topics like toxic masculinity and the Me Too movement, as well as plenty feminist history, the good and the controversial. And then every Friday, I bring you a mini What's in the News episode to keep you up to date with everything that's going on today in the world. And with over 580 episodes available to you right now, there's plenty of good stuff to listen to. You can listen to Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rage on. Bye.